It's been so long. Let's talk anime at last. Hello and welcome to Brandon's Discuss Anime, the Reckless Amoeba production. I am your host, Brandon Horvath, and I am not alone. With me are my co-hosts, Brandon Phalanger. This is a production, not a podcast? What am I doing here? It can be both. It, it, can it? Can it really? I don't look. All right, I'm not going to judge, but I feel like those are two different things. Maybe. It's, it's been so long, I may have just screwed up the intro. Again. <laughs> this isn't the seventh time we've done this. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, we're here, and we're here with an amazing anime that's just... I'm gushing. If you can't tell by the cobble card already, I'm going to be gushing. Also with us, the man who has no idea what anime we're going to talk about, Rai Soakley. I I don't know anything about it. I was going to say, I don't even know if he knows what an anime is. Yeah, what's an what's a, is it one of those Nintendos? Is, <laughs> is, is it one of those Nintenders over there? Hey, you guys playing Nintendo games? <laughs> Orion, it's a Dreamcast. Come on. Oh, uh, you're gonna play those? Play some Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, oh God. Oh, I. There's so much wrong with that statement. I don't even know if I want to unpack it. <laughs> That'll end up being the entire podcast. Just unpacking that statement alone. <laughs> and I don't even know if we'll get anywhere. Huh? <laughs> The Pokemans game? You guys don't play that? Everybody's playing that game. Oh. I mean, we did get an announcement for Sword and Shield fully now, not just leaks. Oh. <laughs> Are they bringing back the national decks? I mean, here's the thing, right? I don't think so. Supposedly, they're way too hard to animate, so they could only do so much in the given time that they had. Supposedly. However, it's kind of bullshit considering they brought everything forward into X and Y and made sure all of those sprites were done and in there. And all they have to do is really update the resolution and keep the same animations if they were that Duh. upfront about it. Hmm. So I don't... As far as I am aware, there should be no reason why they can't just, you know, update the textures and import the animations and the sprites, or I guess 3D models now, into the current new gen. The only thing I can think of that could even potentially stop that would be porting it from the DS to the Switch now. But with that said, the Monster Hunter crew did that with, uh, what is it, uh, Generations Ultimate, I believe, where you took your Generations 1, uh, your Monster Hunter Generations game from the DS and ported it into the Switch for the updated new version of the game. Huh. So, as far as I can tell, there shouldn't be a reason why you can't. One of the other reasons they pointed out was, like, balancing issues, but Pokemon's the most unbalanced bullshit ever. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, no, like, there's reasons, there's tiers of Pokemon that you can use. Kind of like how Fate Go has their tiers of what's the most useful servant. Like, there's tiers on what's going to be on a competitive team. Like, you're almost never going to see, God, what would it be? Uh, I'm going to say, like, a muck on, like, the higher tiers of gameplay, unless there's some bullshit going on that somebody's figured out or that the new game has added to it. Yeah, that's usually every freaking game that sucks. 
well, Evil it's, Twin Max. Well, it's that, and like Pokemon's come so long at this point that we're looking at. I think the rumor going around at this point is with the new additions in Sun and Moon, or uh, Sun and Moon, Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. We're going to be upwards of a thousand Pokemon at this point, and balancing all one thousand is going to be hell. Shit. Yeah. A thousand. Yeah, because I think current last I remember, and I think this was in Sun and Moon, we were at seven hundred something. I think it was almost eight hundred. It maybe it was a little more. So they might be adding in a whole new like hundred some Pokemon to this one, just because they're not putting in the old ones. So are they counting Fire Vulpix and Ice Vulpix as two different Pokemon? I would consider them two different Pokemon because they're completely different species at this point. Um, I think even in the Sun and Moon decks, they were considered two different Pokemon. Like, it's the same way you wouldn't say that a uh, a Beagle is the same thing as a Golden Retriever. They're both dogs, but they're different species of dogs. Exactly. So... By species, which is what the decks has always indicated, they're different. But yeah, the last time we had a setup like this, I think was in Gen 5, Black and White, where they locked you out of, like, the old Pokemon, and it sucked. Because the new ones... And it was especially bad because, at least in my opinion, the new ones that came with that gen were 90% garbage. Literally garbage in one Pokemon's case. It was a walking bag of trash. And then its evolved form was literally a walking bag of trash that had broken out of its bag. Trubbish. There you go. Garbador. Oh, speaking about things that are a walking bag of trash, no, no offense to the person, but did you hear that Kim Kardashian trademarked the word kimono for her fashion line? You, you can't. Like, that would never stand up in court. That's literally a garment. Yeah. Like, that, that'd be trying to copyright the phrase T-shirt. Like, that will never stand up in court. And people are starting to explain to her what a kimono is. Yeah, you, again, you can't do that. It would never stand up in court. The city of Kyoto actually wrote her a letter. Unless she's making it really stupid, in which case it's Kim-Mono, fine. You could technically do that. It's fucking stupid, but you could do it legally. Yeah. <laughs> so, more on this story as it develops, unless I forget, which will probably happen. Until you get upset about it, in which case you'll always be looking at it being more and more angry. I'm sorry, I know that happens to me. I get absorbed into a story that pisses me off, and I'm just like, this is just making me more and more upset. Like the Epic Games Store. Oh, what? Ryan, how much do you like that place? Or have you just not even had any initial idea of that? Uh, I honestly don't. I fucking don't. Fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, a man after my own heart, I swear. These are... Yeah, they're just shitty. First off, I'm mad at Epic because instead of making Unreal Tournament, they decided to make money with Fortnite. (laughs) Instead of making Unreal Tournament a new version, they just fucking went and did did Fortnite. And now it made them money. Which is cool. But also, all the dances and emotes and shit were supposed to be for Unreal Tournament. It's, it's, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, and since uh, Fortnite was making them money, they scrapped Unreal Tournament altogether, took all of the emotes and all of the other things, and put it in Fortnite and made the uh, Battle Royale. Oh, God. Mm. That's the worst shit when that happens, because it's like a game you're looking forward to that's in development gets shut down because this other thing's way more successful and all the assets are shoved into that instead. <laughs> yeah. Like, that That sucks. Yeah. And, and then we get to the point where it's like, let's not actually make a good, you know, store to sell things on. Let's just throw the money at stealing things that are already supposed to be on Steam and other platforms. Yeah, dude. Fucking uh, Rocket League. Yeah, what the fuck is that shit? Can you buy like, Rocket League on Steam anymore? You can still buy it as far as I'm aware. Actually, you know what? Let me check quick. I think you can still do it, okay. but I think it's like the end of this year that it there's a chance it's going to disappear. Yeah. Yeah, it's still on Steam. It's like five, okay. uh, ten bucks right now. But yeah, it uh, there's a damn good chance because they just bought up that studio that that's going to disappear from Steam. And what makes me curious is when it does, because I can almost guarantee it's going to, are they still going to support it with the DLC or not? Yeah, or the workshop. Or the workshop, or like, are they going to... Because at that point, it's like, oh, cool, you got to come over to the Epic Store. We can't... Even if they would keep it up on Steam, there's that chance that they're just not going to put out any new DLC for it, and all the new DLC is going to be on Epic Store. And yeah. it's just going to upset everyone now. Yeah. Oh. And it's... then buying up, like, games that are already promised to be like, hey, we're going to be on Steam. Same yeah, with Borderlands dude. 3, which wasn't promised, but you've already gotten the other two, and there's no reason why you wouldn't put it on Steam, since it sells, like, fucking hotcakes. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's uh, annoying with a bunch of game interfaces, wherever the fuck they're called. Uh, the launchers. Launchers. Like, I have four of them. I don't need another one. Well, I mean, that's the thing, too. You can link them through Steam. And the problem is, from what I understand of the Epic launcher, it doesn't work a good 70% of the time. So people have to launch it through Steam anyway to get it to work correctly. Like, remember when Epic had that big sale not that long ago? And they fucked yeah. it up? Because everybody was listed on it and nobody had the option to opt out whether or not the game was released or, you know, pre-purchased. And on top of that, supposedly, uh, actually not even supposedly, this was like a whole Twitter thing at one point where a guy literally bought games too fast and triggered their fraud protection and got his account banned. Because uh. he bought five games in a row real quick because, you know, you can't just have a cart in the store. That'd be too simple. <laughs> and because he bought five in a row real quick, nope, you're banned because it could be a bot. Because we're too incompetent to make a decent store. And speaking about disappointing, I saw that Blesta Games is remaking Commander Kane, and I Oh, played... no. Are they, wait, are they remaking it, or are you talking about, like, Bethesda's bullshit version? Well, if the game is called Commander Keen, and it does not seem to be anything like the original. It's the Bethesda one. It's the one where they're like, it's supposed to be Commander Keen's kids. Who and it's on phone. up to be the Doom Guy. Yeah, one of those kids is Doom Guy, unless they're going to retcon that shit. 
Or like yeah, there's yeah. a third one that comes in after this game or something that turns into Doom Guy. Because but, like at this moment, one of those kids is Doom Guy. Because it's either the son or grandson of Commander Kane is Doom Guy, and Commander Kane's father or grandfather is um Blaskowitz from yeah from Wolfenstein. And the game looks like why? All right, what this screams of to me is that they started making a game, realized that it probably wasn't going to sell, and they're like, "All right, uh, shit, what do we got around here? Uh, fuck it, Commander Keen. People like that shit. Yeah, sure, throw that on there. We'll, we'll make it a Commander Keen skin. Kind of like what happened with Mario Two, where they took like a game and then shoved Mario skins on top of it. Yeah, that was actually. In the very beginning stages, was going to be a Mario game. Oh. Hmm. Yep, Doki Doki Panic was originally going to be a Mario game, but then something happened that they got a license from something, and it's like, oh, we better use this license before we lose it, and then Doki Doki Panic happened. It, I'm not even referencing that. Mario 2 was a different game entirely and got reskinned into a Mario game. Called Doki Doki Panic. That was the name of the game that became US Mario 2. Okay, alright, yeah, alright. But yeah, it, it, it's so fucking dumb. Especially when it's like, it's an old franchise that people like. That people yeah. have been clamoring for for a fucking while. Let's not even talk about Shenmue 3 now being Epic exclusive and not giving refunds after people realized we're not getting the Steam keys we were promised. Yeah, that's bullshit. I heard about that, too. It's like... You know, we're not... all pretty angry now. Why don't we quell that anger with some wonderful anime? <laughs> No, man, we got, like, months of build-up here that we need to unleash. <laughs> yeah, we haven't bantered in so long, so long. Welcome to Season 4, everybody. I don't, I don't even know anymore, man. There's seasons now, I don't, look, I guess this is winter, I guess? I don't, fuck me, I don't Unofficial know. Season 4? I'd look, alright? We had a hiatus. This is the second half of season three. <laughs> We're going to find out what's in that goddamn basement finally. Uh. And you guess what? It's amazing. You know, that basement, it's got a whole bunch of good shit in it. And then it makes you question everything you've had up until that point. So, Ryan, today's anime... I'm only going to give you part of the title <laughs> because giving you the first part might give away the entire thing, but Stardust Crusaders. Uh, <clears throat> obviously Space Pirates. <laughs> I, I kind of want that. I'll be honest. I kind of want that. Uh... Are we, is this Treasure Planet now? Yes. Um, yeah. 
It's, it's they're just space pirates, and you just follow it. Probably your main character's names like Jack or something. <laughs> it, it, uh, it is is like his mini ship that he pilots called the Sparrow, maybe. Yeah. It's like... Some alien guy with an octopus head. <laughs> His name is Davy Bones. Davy Bones. Because of all the bones that he's wrapped in his tentacle beard? Yes. Okay, let me give you the full title. <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders. Uh, A.K.A. Part okay. 3. Yep, Part 3. Oh. Which literally may be the best part. <laughs> Y'all, hold on. We haven't gotten to the other two yet that have come out. I know how much you love wacky shit. You want a lot of wacky shit. Part 4 is filled with it. Oh, my God. Like, at this point, I'd honestly say Part 4 is the most wacky of all of them. And that's having... That's me having gone through 1 through 6 and at least halfway through 7 at this point. Oh, my God. So, yes, this was... Half expected if you've been paying attention to the other stuff we've been doing. <laughs> it's kind of been a theme we've been going through. Just making constant references. Go watch our... Not Renaissance Fair, um... Celtic Fling. Yeah, Celtic Fling Festival video, which has lots of delicious food. And our Yakuza Zero playthrough, which just started up about Again. two weeks ago ish. Oh, my God. oh my god we've been referencing Jojo non-stop <laughs> <laughs> the fucking, oh. so Ryan do you want to take a stab at what part three may be about <laughs> uh... okay let's refresh number one dealt with vampires part two dealt with the creators of the vampire, and was it Scooby-Doo-esque, Brandon? Uh, maybe? I'm not really sure. It wasn't so much a mystery as they were, like, searching for, like, uh, uh, protecting oh, was, a gemstone. It was Indiana Jones. There you go. Okay. All right, part three. Which kind of makes a lot more sense why Joseph's dressed the way he is. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing they go to space. I'm, I'm sticking with the space. I mean, we did in part two send cars into space. Into the sun or into space? In space, space. You, didn't, you didn't go into the sun. This isn't BBZ where we launch Broly into the into the sun and kill him that way. That's he he was just way launched to... into space. And as far as we know, he's frozen up there somewhere yet. Well, yeah. this takes place 50 years after part two. Uh, is it 50 or 40? I think it's, I want to say 40. Because it's in 1988. And I think part two takes place in like... Yeah, it would have taken place in, like, the 1940s or late 1930s. Like, during World War II is when it takes place. Because the Nazis are around. And Nazi technology is the best. The best in the world! 
<laughs> Nazis are good people in part two. Yeah, because Joseph's in his late 50s and not late 60s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry. We'll get to late 60s when we get to part four. Oh. Well, this time around, our main protagonist, or main Jojo, is Jotaro Kujo. A dog? <laughs> I, there's a dog in the show. There's been a dog in everyone so far, I think. And he is Joseph Joestar's grandson, as revealed in the tail end of part two. Wait, his last name is Joestar's? Yes, Jonathan Joestar. Well, Jonathan Joestar was in part one, Joseph Joestar was in part two, and now we have his half-Japanese grandson, Jotaro Kujo. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. Joe. And the series is, uh, Stardust? Stardust Crusaders. Honestly, I have no idea why it's called that. Uh, alright, so, I have a new thing. Yes. Uh, they have a band. Uh, Music is a thing in this. What? Music is a thing in this. Not the way you're expecting, though. Yeah, they have a band. His, <laughs> uh, Ziggy Stardust is like... His, like yeah. <laughs> Come on! And, like, their crusade is just them, like, fucking shredding on guitars and I mean, playing their shit all I around. Mean, there, There is a, a Ziggy, I mean, Iggy... That is a character that shows up. <laughs> Are there spiders from Mars in that too? Or not spiders? Biker mice? No, biker not... mice. There were mice in one episode. The spiders from Mars. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Uh. Oh yeah. god. Yeah, that's that's all right. Sorry to interrupt that. As I was just thinking that. That's fine, that's fine. And Jojo is possessed by a... An evil spirit. Yes. Ooh, spooky. Who really isn't an evil spirit, so that when Jojo... I'm calling Jojo Jojo from now on, not his grandfather, who is also known as Jojo in his series... It's a nickname that just keeps following everyone. Joe. So, Jotaro says, Here, let me prove to you I'm possessed by something. He takes a gun, attempts to shoot himself in... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. You're you're forgetting the part where he's in prison. Oh. he, He reaches his hand out through the bars, grabs the officer's gun that's there with his grandfather, except it's not actually his hand that's grabbing it. He's, like, force-pulling it to him. And then goes to shoot himself. But the bullet stops a few centimeters away from his forehead. I mean, inside of his head. Jesus. This isn't an evil spirit. This is a stand. Called so because it stands next to you. 
Like a microphone stand? <laughs> it's such a stupid excuse. <laughs> oh, God. No, um, a stand is, in fact, uh, your... It's a personification of your own will um, mm -hmm. and mental state to live, um, more or less. And each stand has its own abilities um, based on how it's manifested and what have you. Hmm. For instance, the one that Jotaro has is called Star Platinum, which has extremely precise movements, extreme speed... And uh, a lot of power. However, because of the type of stand it is, which is a close range stand, it can't go much farther away than maybe like a couple of feet from uh, the person, uh, the user, as they're called, stand users. Um, so uh -huh. it can't go much further than a couple of feet from Jotaro. Um, and it's uh, it's extremely powerful up close and personal. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. We're get, we're getting these lovely like <laughs> battle cries whenever somebody whenever they throw punches. In this case, Aura is the is the what Jotaro says every time he does like a flurry of punches. And, and that shit does not go away. And literally, he just says Aura like twelve times in a row in rapid succession. Pretty much. Hmm. So here's here's what we learn. Everyone in the Joestar family has awakened to a stand. Um, and this is due to the fact that an old friend that we used to know has come back to haunt us again. Dio Brando. From part one. Oh, so yeah. Here's a, here's I, I remember fun, uh, part one. All about vampires? Yeah... It's fine, it's fine. It's fine if you don't remember, you can just go back and listen to the episode. Or, you mm -hmm. know, watch the series. Yes. Yeah, I know. Since part one is only, like, nine episodes? I want to say twelve, but I could be wrong. I know part two was... They're about the same, they're about divided in half. It might mm -hmm. be a little bit one way or another, but I'm not... But I'd say about twelve each. Hmm. Nine episodes, according to the official JoJo wiki. Okay, so part two is a little bit longer, but it's all considered the same season. Okay. Even though they're two different parts. Either way, Dio has returned... Somehow! ...by retconning the past and having two coffins... Because uh, Arena, Jonathan's wife, survives the explosion on their paddle boat out in the ocean, or steamboat, uh, I should say, out in the ocean, by using Dio's coffin as a flotation device until somebody comes to rescue her. Except now we find out Dio used that same coffin to hide himself away at the bottom of the ocean, only to then get extracted a hundred years later by a fishing boat. The fuck? I forgot. All right. Araki was like, I just want Dio to come back, so there were two coffins now. <laughs> There's a lot of things that Araki forgets. This series is so long at this point, are you surprised? No. 
since literally the manga started as a weekly thing back in 89. Up Holy shit. Up until, I think, 2011, 2012, when it went monthly. So, it's been around for almost 30 years now. Mm-hmm. And it's just kept going. There's not been a break. And we'll get into this in part four, but even one of the stand names repeats. It does. There's a part five, yeah, there's a part four stand that has a name that is then repeated in part six and they have to fix it. Like, somebody's got to tell them, no, you used this one already. You can't do it again. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> Shit. Well, fuck. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> like, oh my god. So, everyone's awake to a stand. Thing is, if you don't have a strong fighting spirit, the stand can kill you because it's too powerful for your body to handle. Mm-hmm. Which is the case with Jotaro's mother and Joseph's daughter. Mm-hmm. So she is put into a state where I think they said it's about, they have two months, I want to say, before it'll kill her. 40 days. 40 days before it'll kill her. So they need to find Dio and take him out because his head is now attached to Jonathan Joestar's body. The first Jojo. The first Jojo. Because at the end, he was in just a body and he wanted to take Jonathan's body. Sorry, he was just a head and he wanted Jonathan's body so that way they could be together forever. It's not creepy. No, no, it's not. Not at all. It's not homoerotic in any way, shape, or form. Are we going to cover all of the stands? We can, like, side note interesting ones um, that are just funny or interesting in general as a concept. Because I would love, when we hang out in, again, to show Ryan... Stands and have him guess what they do, and maybe we'll have a video on that. You mean like how I was doing to you at the Ren Fair this entire time with stands you have yet to see? Celtic the, the Celtic Cling. But yes, that was happening so much there. I'm just telling you about stands and like, here's the name, what's it do? And I was close on like one or two of them. But so I had to keep others. nudging you because you're like, I don't, does it do, you're close. You're like, there's, there's more to it, but you're getting there. And then it was getting farther away and then closer again. Yep. Yep. You just, you just kept like, you're all over the place. Oh. So until he gets to part five and everything's God. just bullshit. Because part five, I think just wrapped up or is nearly wrapping up at this point. Oh, my fucking God. Anyway, um, they need to find Dio, take him out, and then they should be able to save Holly so that way she will not die from her own stand taking over. And just quickly here, Ryan, um, Mm -hmm. oh, let's just jump to the next single stand or two before we jump back to Joseph's stand and what it can do. Uh-huh. Because after seeing an example of three stands, maybe we'll have Ryan guess at Joseph's stand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, jo- Joseph's is a weird one, too. Oh. Like, just, 
just because his does not follow like the same pattern that most of the stands we run into follow find or do. Okay. Like it doesn't even have the same general shape as any of the others. Yeah, so let's just drop it here. His is hermit purple, and it is these purple vines that can do spirit photography. What? Uh. Okay. So he will wrap yeah. his vines around a camera, smash the camera, and then it will produce a picture. A picture of something that he's looking for. Okay. Um, let's also point this out because I don't think we've mentioned it. Only stand users can see stands. To anyone else, they're invisible. So that bullet that uh, was caught that was going to shoot jo that Jodoro was shooting at himself literally just looks like it was stopped in midair. To anybody else that would see it, that is not a stand user. Hmm. Except there are certain stands that can be seen by regular people. That's only when they assume, like, a physical, like, when they, what's the best way to put it? When they, like, possess a physical object or alter a physical object, I would say. Mm. Um, aside from that, most, they're, like, if it's just the stand itself, they cannot be seen. Bastard. Bastard technically was possessing the boulder. Hmm. So, we'll get into Bastet because, oh my god, the memes from that episode! Oh, but that's in the second season. <laughs> um, this is a 52-episode anime that encompasses... 48, I'm sorry, that encompasses two 24-episode seasons. Mm-hmm. And it was from, come on, Wikipedia, help me along here, um, April 2014 until... Probably the end of that year. Yeah, around then. But, uh... Uh... <laughs> June 2015. So, okay, yeah, so halfway through. Yeah. Anyway, so... We get to the point where we realize, okay, thanks to Joseph's spirit photography, we know Dio is now in, uh, is in Egypt, thanks to... The picture and Star Platinum pointing out a specific bug that was caught in the picture so that they could know that it was, like, native to Egypt. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, my God. Then, then, we get to meet Kakyoin. Oh, Kakyoin! A man Kak sent Kak by Dio to assassinate the Joestar group. Who has the power, and he only uses this in one episode, mostly because Rocky forgot if he draws a picture of you, he can cut you by, by drawing a line through your limbs on the picture. 
I don't know if that's uh, actually an ability or if that was his cue for his stand to attack him. Oh, that's right. So I don't know if that... Because we, we see um, Hierophant Green, like, have the ability to just spread itself out at one point, right? Like in, like, one of the later episodes, it turns itself into, like, a giant-ass net made of its own body. So there's always that option that it did something similar here where it stretched out part of its body, and when it when Kakyoin drew the line, that was the cue for it to then attack Jotaro. And let's just say, unless otherwise noted, 95% of stands are humanoid-shaped. Yes. Arms, head, legs... Yes, usually they are. There are a handful that we meet, at least in this one, where they have, like, a difference where they're similar to something else. Um, like Joseph's being closer to that of a plant. Holly's is very much the same way. When it's showing up, it's more of, like, a rose bush that's kind of, like, eating away at her. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, even, and this is an interesting bit to notice, is that Jonathan's body has its own stand and Dio has his own stand. So there are point there is a point where we see Jonathan also having a vine-like stand the way that uh, Joseph does. But uh, it doesn't we don't know what it could do. We don't know what its potential is because it doesn't stick around long before Dio, in my opinion, I think, suppresses it with his own. As he's slowly gaining more and more control over Jonathan's body. Hmm. So anyway, we need to go from Japan to Egypt in 40 days. Through the most roundabout bullshit way of doing so. In which case, we crash a plane at one point. We crash a plane multiple times, actually. Yay, yay. <laughs> to the point where Jonah just like, I'm not letting you fly a plane again. I, I honestly think... That Jotaro says good grief more than Charlie Brown. Oh, definitely. And I don't even know if that's the direct translation. Like, if that's, like, it's probably the uh, the, the official translation, but I've seen it, like, said other ways, too. Like, I think the manga translates it differently. Mm. Um, I forget. It's been a while since I've read the Stardust Crusaders manga. We met Kakyoin, who apparently has, like, a flesh bud of Dio cells in his brain that's making him do this shit? That's evil? Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is a new vampire power that Dio has that we didn't know about before. Mm-hmm. Here's an ability that Araki does, in fact, forget. Either that, or now that, uh, now that Kakyoin, in the end, is like, they get rid of the flesh bud and he no longer is evil morality dictates he doesn't do this anymore but he takes mm-hmm. his stand and puts it inside of somebody's body and controls them from the inside when he gets that when Jotaro gets that injury to his leg he goes to the infirmary of his school and then the nurse is possessed by Hierophant Green from the inside and starts attacking him with a scalpel oh yeah that hell she cuts up two of the other students that were in there too before she goes for Jotaro Let's just say this isn't the least bloody anime. 
I mean, I think if we've watched part one and part two, we can kind of understand that. Yeah, I heard it was very gory. I wouldn't say outright gory. Like, there's not organs flying everywhere. It's more just, like, blood being sprayed. Like, over Pretty the much. top of that. Yep. Yeah. Close to that. Like, there, there are points where people, like, lose limbs. Like, Joseph lost his hand back in part two. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, outside of that, yeah, not really. And we'll have to mention the other major character, Abdul. Abdul. Mohammed Abdul. Named after, and this is where the music references come in, Paula Abdul. Really? <laughs> like... Oh my god, there are so many music references. If so you, many characters have music references in if this. If you thought that Robert E.O. Speedwagon was dumb... <laughs> yeah. Oh, Wait till you meet literal vanilla what ice. What the hell? <laughs> Although he doesn't stay around for long enough. <laughs> oh my god. There... Like, there's Enyaba, which I'm pretty sure is a reference to Enya. Yes, yes. There's, hmm. like... We have, we have fucking, like, um... Shit. What's the... What's the guy with two left hands? What's his name again? Um, Senufold. That's that was the translated name. He had an actual name. Um, uh, Jay Giles. Like, that's it. He was Jay Giles. Actually, speaking of that, it's hilarious because there are characters like in Street Fighter that are just straight up modeled after JoJo characters. Guile in Street Fighter is just Stroheim, just an American Stroheim oh. from Part Two. Uh, let's see music references here. Oingo and his brother, Boingo. <laughs> Boingo, Boingo. There's Steely Dan. There's Devo. Whole Horse. Whole Horse. There's Iggy Pop. Uh-huh. There is Captain Tennille. Captain Tennille. Oh, shit. Who else? There are so many, it's hard to keep track of them all, honestly. Oh, I was confusing Vanilla Ice with Kenny G. Yes, you were. Because Vanilla Ice is fucking terrifying, if I'm being honest. There's ZZ. Oh my god, yes, there's just... Th so much, dude, you don't... There's no way. There are so many. Just characters that are almost directly named after other, like, bands. And then when they bring it over here, they have to, like, alter it so that way they can get away with not having copyright on their ass. <laughs> Which is why Jay, uh, yeah, Jay Guile turns into Mr. Centerfold. It's still a reference, but it's a different name now. Which is funny because I see here that Centerfold is a song by Jay Guile's band. Exactly. Exactly. They're keeping true to the reference, but it's still different enough to be like, nah, man, we're fine. Like, I think Vanilla Ice turns into Cool Ice. Yes, yes. Oh man, some of the, some of those are really good. We also meet up with a guy named Polnareff, Jean Pierre Polnareff, who had and, silver chariot, a fencing type of stand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Silver uh, chair, the band. Um, actually, 
most of the stands in the first part are named after tarot cards. Yes. Okay. Um, and the second uh, season, it turns into Egyptian gods as we're finally in Egypt. Uh, okay. Um, so we have, like, what was it? Uh, the, the Gray Tower, which was literally just an insect stand that would just fly around and then stab you through the back of your neck and take your tongue. Uh, actually, I think it would more fly through your skull and take your tongue. It could, but I think hmm. there was a hole in the back of the heads. So I want to say it, it literally went through them. Um, Which is interesting, because stands can technically phase through bodies if they want to. There <laughs> is a gorilla named Forever. He's an orangutan, but sure. Okay, orangutan. Named Forever. Who is a boat captain. And also a pervert. Yes! To the point where he, like, tries to take what I'm assuming is probably a 14-year-old girl. It's potentially younger, I'm not sure. Because I don't who, think we ever get an official age. Who is in love with Jotaro? Because he saved her once. And the funny thing... And then multiple times after that. And the funny she doesn't thing leave. is... Jotaro is complete trash to women. When maybe not... To everyone, really. What? To everyone, really. Yeah, but girls find him irresistible. It's that delinquent attitude, man. He should have been in Cromartie High School. Huh. Get away, women. You annoy me. Oh, yeah, we will leave, but we'll be back for you. Also, he's only, like, 16, but he looks like he's, like, 25. Because <laughs> he's so tall and muscular. Actually, everybody in this series is tall and muscular. It's very true, and it gets even more interesting because as Araki goes forward, that changes. Because Jotaro pops up again in part six, and he looks nothing like he does in part three. Like, he looks younger in six than he does in three. Even though six <laughs> takes place, like, 20 years after? I think it's, like, 15, I want to say. Fair enough. No, 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 you might be right. It's uh, It takes place in 2012 is when part six takes place, so Jotaro should probably be in his, like, 40s late 40s um but mid, yeah mid, mid early 40s because if he's 15 and 89 88 88 then yeah that's like 20 something years so yeah like late 30s early 40s because spoiler it's all about his daughter either way all right doesn't matter point is the style changes and it gets weird as we go forward so, on our way to Egypt. This is running very long, so we're going to try and fly through this by not mentioning too much about stands unless they get really interesting. For instance, I really like Death 13, because it's fucking scary. It's kind of a Nightmare on Elm Street type of thing where mm -hmm. it attacks you in your dreams. Mm -hmm. Except hmm. you can't remember anything when you wake up. Yep. And it's user... Is less than a year old. I think he's like eight months. Hmm. But the baby's a genius. It just doesn't have the physical capabilities to do anything for itself. 
The stand only appears in the dreams, not in reality. Uh, it even gets to the point where one of the characters literally has to carve into their own body because any damage you take in the dream follows you to real life. He carves into his arm the name babe, like the, the phrase baby stand. So when he wakes up, he's like, damn, my arm's hurting. What the hell? What the fuck? Oh, oh, can we just briefly talk about somebody has a fake son as a stand? Yes, there's a fake son as a stand. And during that episode, everybody looks like they go insane. Just from the heat. Oh, and the car stand. There's a car stand, there's a boat stand, there's fucking like... There's a stand that turn, like reinvigorates the dead. If uh, you get like a puncture wound so she can get at your blood, it turns you into basically her zombie slave. Stands are... Wacky. It's why he dropped Hamon for stands because he has way more creative freedom with a stand. Because a stand can be anything. With Hamon, you were locked into vampires, and that was pretty much it. Ryan, what are your thoughts so far? This shit's confusing. This yes, is, it is one of the more confusing things. That... It's confusing because you don't. You need to watch it to understand because there's so much that just builds up over time. Like, you could argue, oh, hey, we'll go into part three. It'll be fine. But then you have no idea why Dio's so bad and what he came from and what he did. Like, you have no clue about that shit. Like, why he's such a big threat. <laughs> and, like, why him having Jonathan's body is so bad just because, like, you know, aside from, like, just desecrating the dead. I think we skipped over the best stand user. Uh, I don't think we mentioned. I don't think we mentioned Abdul's stand, which is Magician's Red. Oh yes, who is? Which is like a fe- a bird-headed human that can shoot fire. Yes, it can control fire. And I think we missed Whole Horse, the best the emperor stand user. Hell Horse has the Emperor stand, which is literally just summoning a gun into his hand. <laughs> now, here, here is the one thing that I don't think is mentioned in the anime that is a fact that I believe is thrown up in the manga. Those bullets that he shoots out of that stand are slower than normal bullets. But he can control them. Yes. Because those bullets are also part of his stand. Yes, they are. And... Hell Horse also can't work alone. <laughs> Yes, because just having a gun in a stand fight is... It's not exactly the most powerful yeah. thing in the world. Granted, you can't control bullets, but somebody that can shoot fire at you, shoot magic crystals at you, can run you over with their morphing car... That can punch faster than your bullets can fly. Mm. A lot of these guys are vastly, maybe not vastly overpowered, but... Maybe compared to Whole Horse himself, the AR? Because stands have six categories Mm. they can excel in, like, on a ATF scale... Some are A's and others, while F in one to 
everything is kind of balanced, except mm -hmm. not, because there are <laughs> some that are A's and B's all around. Hmm. It comes down to what you're good at, man, and what your mentality is. In Whole Horse's case, he's actually a fucking coward, because he, like, he swoons women, and then he just leaves them and doesn't care. Oh, oh, and we'll have to mention the first half of season one is all about finding a man with two right arms. It, I forget if it was right or left, but yes, he has the same sided hands. Or the left hand, I thought you said. I think I said left, okay. you're saying right. I don't remember which one it was for sure. I think it may have been left now. Um, he has two left hands. Yes, because we get Polnareff to join the group after we go through the same debacle we did with Kakyoin of removing that Dio bud and him wanting to get back at Dio for it. But Polnareff also has a bit of a, a vendetta against this man with two left hands uh, who, in the past, raped and murdered his sister. Okay. Um, the, ma uh, the, the manga goes into detail about it to the point where, if I'm remembering correctly, which I may not be, I think Polnareff was witness to it, but was powerless to do anything. Um, whereas in the anime, he's not there, and his sister survives, only to then later get killed. And that's why he goes to Dio, because Dio promises him power so that he can get revenge. Less power, more that he can help him find the guy with two left hands. Yeah. Because Dio's employing that fucker. Yep, all to get back at the Joestar family. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, if you kill the Joestars, do that for me and we'll be good. <laughs> but now we have our five Stardust Crusaders. Joseph, Jotaro, Kakyoin, Polnareff, and Avdol. And sorry to keep getting sidetracked, what else is new? But, oh my god, the amount of English... Joseph says. <laughs> yes, Joseph has so much English because he's meant to be American. Or at least he's English? grown up in America. Yes, English. So he's constantly spouting like Japanese tinged versions of an English phrase like son of a peach. Or, Holy shit! Holy shit! Oh my god! <laughs> cut your fish! Don't you to cut your fish! <laughs> It's, some of them are just so good. <laughs> like I love I love the voice actor for Joseph. He's so good. Like the Empress episode where he gets a stand growth on him. Yes, it's a, it's a fucking stand that's like possessing his tumor. Like it, it becomes a tumor on his arm that he's got to take care of. And how he gets rid of it is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, we need to, like, move forward with this, because we're still, like, stuck in season one. Abdul dies, except Abdul he dies. Yep, he gets a bullet to the head. He's gone pretty quickly, actually, because Polnareff's an idiot. Except he's not dead, and everybody knew, except for Polnareff. Yes, because they knew he couldn't keep a secret. Look, look, Abdul's alive! Hey, let's go. Aren't you guys surprised by this? Yeah, we knew already. And it, like, it's weird, too, because it almost seems like you flipped a switch in Abdul's head and he's now a far more, like, 
normal person than the straight man he was playing up until that point. Oh. And, like, his and Joseph's friendship makes way more sense because they're both ridiculous in their own stupid ways. Like, Avdol starts tisking at things. You've got the point where he's just... Like, he's way more raucous and crazy. And then we get into stands that are way, way more, like, intricate in how they operate. Like, uh, I believe it was... Um, I think it's Osiris? Where we have season Darby two, the ga- where, where yeah, they well, yeah, finally where, get into Egypt. Yes, where we meet Darby the Gambler. Oh my God, I love that episode. Where you need to like outsmart this guy who's a like gambling genius and cheats his way to victory. Hey, to where hey. you don't lose. It's not cheating if you don't get caught. Yes, exactly. Where it's like. Yeah, but if you lose the game, you lose your soul. So we have a shadow game going on here in, in JoJo's. It's just a Yu-Gi-Oh! shadow game. What the hell? And he turns your soul into, like, poker chips. And I know we mentioned this at the end of our part two review, but he beats Darby in the best way possible. So, Darby, of course, is a cheater and employs everybody in the town to work for him. So, not knowing that, Joseph calls a young boy playing cards and helps him out and says, like, Hey, hey, come over here. You will deal the cards since I can't trust Darby. And then, Jotaro does not look at his cards and psychologically breaks Darby. Just by like refusing to change out his cards, refusing to look at them and just being like, I don't need to look. I don't care. And Darby's just sitting there going through in his head. How the fuck did he cheat? He had to have cheated. I can't understand it. How? How is he cheating? I will now raise my mother's soul. (laughs) I'll raise Avdol's soul next to mine. As well as my mother's soul. And it's like... <laughs> like he, the entire time, Darby's just freaking the fuck out. Because it's it's a fucking mental battle. It's not even a stand battle anymore. You're just fighting each other with wits. Foaming and at Darby the mouth. is losing. Just foaming at the mouth. Just going... <laughs> yeah. I, I, he's like foaming at the mouth. He's losing it. The kid's there because he's employed by Darby being like... I don't... I swear. I know those cards are shit. But how? Would he have done anything to like change it? And this all started when he somehow lights a cigarette faster than Darby can see using Spy he, Platinum. Like, he looks away to like check something out to see if, like, it's a certain way he's cheating, like, staring at his cards and all of a sudden, Jotaro's got, like, a cigarette in his mouth that's been lit. And then, Star Platinum gets him a drink. Star Platinum gets him, like, a fucking, a fucking mixed drink when he's not looking. It's like, huh? no, there's no, how? <laughs> like, uh, what? I I, I'm going to call. 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 <laughs> like you need, you need you need to raise your bet to match mine. You got to call, and he can't even say it. He starts foaming at the mouth and falls over, and like passes out. Like it's it's the most beautiful thing. 
I think we forgot to bring up the best character in part. I mean, in season two, Iggy. Oh yes, we meet up with a good old boy named Iggy, who's just a dog, who has a stand, who and enjoys he's a... messing with Polnareff. <laughs> Those two hate each other. Like he also enjoys coffee flavored gum. It's how they suckered him into doing things. Coffee. But like. There's just points where Iggy will just get pissed off because Polnareff calls him a stupid, shitty dog. And he'll just attack, like, jump him, like, throw himself up onto Polnareff and just leave a big-ass fart or something. There's a point where he gets Jotaro's hat and he's already shitting the hat. So when Jotaro puts it on, it's like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And speaking about bullshit, jumping back to season one, just a minute. Cockwain... And the cherry. The Roto Roto mean? <laughs> Where he's just playing with the cherry with his tongue. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think I'm we afraid. showed you that, right? I think, we, yeah, I think we did show him that meme. It's like, they're my favorite. Lick, 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 lick. Oh, then... Then we have, all right, let's move on to Bastet, your favorite so far, where her stand is just, you're stupid enough to be curious and touch this thing, which, like, it Looks puts an like outlet. like an electrical socket. Yes, it puts an outlet on things. For instance, how one of them was tricked was that there was an outlet on a boulder in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, what is this thing? Like, static zap. Oh, geez, that hurt. Oh, well. I guess they do have electricity out here for some reason. Anyway, moving on. And with that jolt, you now start slowly becoming more and more magnetic. Hmm. And it gets funnier and funnier because Avdol, as well as Joseph, get, like, magnetically attracted to one another now so that they're in these very awkward and compromising positions in public. Oh, like with Avdol's face stuck into Joseph's groin. And there's a point where, like, the user is a woman, and she's, like, just like, oh, you think you won? And you just see her boobs start inflating. It's like, wait, what? And you see, like, this cockeyed look from Joseph's, like, what the shit? <laughs> and all of a sudden, all of, like, these metal utensils and knives fly out of her bra at him because of the magnetic attraction. What the fuck? <laughs> exactly! Exactly! <laughs> It's called Jojo's Bizarre <laughs> for a reason. It's so ludicrous. Like. <laughs> yeah. And then we have, like, moments that just get really, really sad. Like yeah. Iggy. Poor Iggy. Like, we get an entire episode of, like, Iggy fighting this hawk that has, like, ice powers. And Iggy's stand has, like, the ability to manipulate sand. It's pretty and, useful. And, like, Iggy's just, like, fighting him. And we're getting, like, mentally what Iggy's thinking and saying in his head. Because he can't talk. He's a dog. And it's just so sad. It's like we learn, oh, man, I was the king of shit mountain back in New York until those assholes caught me. And now they stuck me here and I got to deal with this shit. I don't even want to be here. Well, at least I have my coffee-flavored gum. Like... It gets to the point, because he gets to the point of what? He he loses one of his legs. Yes. In that fight. 
And now he's just got a vendetta against Dio for putting him in this situation. Up until now, he couldn't care less. Yeah, he couldn't care less. He didn't give a shit. All he wanted to do was not die and get back home. Gum. Yes, and chew his gum, because coffee-flavored gum is delicious, apparently. But, um... (laughs) Yeah, it's at that point where, like, we get Avdol's actual death, where, like, he gets swallowed by what is essentially a black hole, and all that's left is his arms. Oh, before that, let's just cover Oingo Boingo. Oh, okay, with Thoth and, uh, Kanum, I think, is the other one. Um... And one of the brothers, I forget which, has a manga that can predict the future. Oingo. Oingo, but it doesn't say how it will happen. Like, it leaves out specifics that are kind of important. For instance, there's a point where it shows, like, Jotaro getting, like, uh, blowing up with, like, this orange bomb in his hand. Only Mm. to figure out that... Oingo puts himself in there because his stand allows him to change, like, his face, and uh, it, it allows him to make, make himself look like other people or other things. Yeah. So he impersonates Jotaro, and because he's stuck there with the ticking time bomb that is that orange, the end mm-hmm. of the episode ends with him exploding with it in his hand. Because he looked Under like Jotaro. Foot, he stepped on it. Okay, yeah, there you go. But yeah, point is, he looked like Jotaro, and because he looked like Jotaro, and the comic book showed Jotaro blowing up with the bomb, mm-hmm. he blows up instead, because he looks like him. Like, wow. Th- there's another one where they grab, uh, Whole Horse basically kidnaps Boingo and forces him to work with him, and he's using the, oh, uh, the... the comic book oh. to, like, try and uh, understand how it works. And um, one of the one of the predictions that shows up in the comic book is that whole horse is going to kick a woman in the back of the neck, and then she's going to give him a bunch of jewels. The fuck? And it's like I would never hurt a woman. Why would you ever think that? And then there's this point where it almost seems like he's compelled to do things that the comic book states. Mm-hmm. So, because he's like refusing to attack this woman that's walking by and shown in the in like the little comic book about. And then all of a sudden he does it, only to then find out that when he kicked her underneath the shawl she was wearing was a deadly poisonous scorpion, and he had just saved her life by doing that. So then they give her all of the jewels that she was wearing. Yay, now they're rich! Also, every episode involving Oingo and Boingo has its own, like, ending song and scenes, and it's hilarious. Oh, shit. I, and I think I like the second opening better than the first. Honestly, I have a hard time deciding between the two because they're both so good. Um, and like, I love both of them. The ending themes are, again, for some reason, by Western song performers, artists. Um, Walks Like an Egyptian and some... Smooth jazz musical. It's also a really sad ending, especially once you get to the end of the series and you realize what a lot of that means. I think it's Last Train Home. Uh, appropriate name for the uh, for the actual you know end of the series too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we finally find Dio and where he's at. We find out that 
Avdol loses his arm, like loses his body, and just his arms are left. That to gets vanilla ice. The vanilla ice. We have um, Iggy dying to protect Polnareff. When when we finally get to the fight with Dio, Kakyoing dies to reveal what Dio's stand actually it like ability is. Oh my God! That final four episode fight. <laughs> so, Orion, major spoiler now. After controlling sand, ice power, fire power, um, electrical sockets that can make you magnetic, really fast punches, um, dream manipulation, what do you think Dio's grand power is? His stand is called The World. I'll give the him that. The World! Oh! Uh, wait, his, his power is called the world? That's the, the name world, of the stand. But what is, what is the ability that the world has? It makes oxygen? I don't know. It shoots fucking lava? It can uh, stop time. Okay, that was my next guess. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> don't you lie to us. We know. Don't lie to my boy. Oh, we're going to have fun when we hang out. So the world has the ability to stop time. And at the point in time when the fight starts, it's up to five seconds. He can stop time in which he can move around and only him and any objects he interacts with will keep whatever momentum he gives them in that period of stop time. So if he goes to throw a knife, the knife will stop maybe a couple of centimeters after he's thrown it, and then it'll continue with the force of which he threw it once time resumes. Which is how he takes out Joseph at that point, by throwing a bunch of, stopping time, throwing a bunch of knives, resuming time, and just having him impaled with, like, all of them. Just like Sakuya from Toho. And then you've got, like, Kakyoin, who dies because he doesn't understand what the actual power is. And he only understands it by seeing, like, the clock. Because Kakyoin spends an entire net, and he goes, I will be able to see and feel where you are at any point, only to then get destroyed because the world stops time and destroys that entire net that he creates in with no time between the destruction of each thread. And he realizes that. It, it's like it's all happened at once, and he's staring at a clock tower until it, like, hits him. It's time. He stops time. <laughs> and as he's, like, dying, bleeding out, he uses the last of his power to attack the, like, the clock tower and destroy the hands on the clock tower to try and give them a hint as to what the power is that the world has. Yeah, now that I am remembering it a little bit more, Sakuya from Toho can stop time and has knife-based attacks, so she may be... Yeah, but she she also uses a stopwatch. Like, it's a magic stopwatch that lets her do that. It's not an innate ability she has. But still, time freezing. True. Also, I think it, like, gets life-threatening for her the longer she does it. I am not familiar with all the Toho backstory, so maybe... I don't know either, but I think that's the drawback to it and why she can only do it for a certain amount of time. Except for Dio, it doesn't harm him at all. 
No, he just has a hard time limit. He can't do any more than that. Um, anyway. And if you are hoping for a classic JoJo battle of wits... No. Well, kind of, actually. Yes. A little bit. A little bit. Like, there's a point where, like, Jotaro gets knocked to the ground. He, uh... He's like, I gotta pretend I'm dead. And Dio's just like, I don't know, can I hear his heartbeat? And he puts his hair down to the freaking floor... And Jojo's like, shit, fuck, what do I do? So he uses Star Platinum to stop his own heart and then restart it again once Dio stops listening. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And there's a point where Jotaro, as he's learning and realizing, Star Platinum also has the same ability as the world, but it's not as developed. So he's able to move and understand what's going on in that moment where time is frozen. And eventually he gets to the point where he can stop time for like three seconds, I think. But that still leaves an extra two seconds on Dio's clock. So Jotaro gets clever. Eventually gets to the point where he completely takes Dio out and knocks him around. And then Dio gets drawn back to where Joseph is and starts drinking Joseph's blood. Through his fingers. And then Dio gets insane-er. Yeah, yeah, he kind of, like, loses his, like, calm veneer that he's normally had. Like, what he says is, like, Joestar Blood is giving me the biggest high I've ever had. And he starts, like, drilling his own finger into his skull and twisting around, laughing maniacally the whole time. And now his stand can stop time for up to, like, nine seconds, I think, by the end of the fight. And then we have the road roller meme. Yes, where, like, Dio stops time, runs away for a bit, and comes back with a giant-ass steamroller to slam into Jotaro. <laughs> it's so ludicrous. It's so great. Ryan, your thoughts on being crushed by a steamroller? <laughs> uh, it sounds like something I want to do. <laughs> do you want to be the one crushing someone or the one being crushed? Uh, I want to definitely be crushed. <laughs> Crush my head after trying to understand this this show. Oh my god. I think we found one of Orion's uh, kinks. Crush your head. Oh, and let's just say that the world also has an attack sound. Muda, 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 which basically just means useless. So there, you have Star Platinum and Jojo screaming Aura, 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 and Dio and the world screaming Muda, Muda, Muda. Well, here's the other interesting part, too, right? We get a point as we're going through the intros as the episodes progress. That last one has to where all the sound effects are louder than the music. And once Dio's fully revealed, he actually starts showing up and the intro changes. He invades the intro. Yes. The fuck? He basically stops the intro, walks up to Jojo in the intro, and starts attacking him. <laughs> walks past him, turns around, time resumes, and they're both throwing punches at each other. Because during the whole <laughs> time, all we've ever seen before has been like that reflection of a picture of Dio, whatever Jotaro started punching to begin with. In that intro. <laughs> and, uh, is this the second season? 
we're in the second season of part three, yes. All right. But that specifically think... starts happening toward, I believe, the last few episodes. So parts one and two encompass the technical first season of the JoJo series. This is season one and two of Stardust Crusaders, which is part three of JoJo. Slightly confusing, but each part is kind of self-contained. There, there's like historical buildup for things, but more or less self-contained. I would honestly say if you can jump in, it'd either be part four or part five you can jump in on without having too much that you'd lose out on. Just because like stuff doesn't build up again until part six. And then from what you tell me, part seven is a huge... What the fuck? Yeah, kind of. You read the end of part six and you're just like hyper depressed. Because mm. so, part six is just a sad ending. So in the end, Jojo manages to control time enough that he activates it at the end of the world's stop time so that Dio stops. Yep, and then he beats Dio senseless to the point of like, well, I'm going to destroy every inch of your body, and then we're going to make sure you're out in the sun so you can't rejuvenate and come back, Mr. Vampire Sir. And luckily, luckily, they have an idea to bring Jonathan back. Joseph. Joseph, using Dio's blood. The blood that he stole from Joseph. Since it didn't fully integrate into Dio's body yet. Yeah, um... My assumption was because Dio had lost so much blood at that point before he got to um, John uh, Joseph that almost all of the blood that was in there was still purely Joseph's blood and not mixed with Dio's or not fully assimilated into Dio. Which makes me think the weird music quiz that Jodo gives Jonathan... Joseph. Joseph, do those artists exist in their world? And I would have to assume they do, because he also quizzed him on movies. And if so, what about everybody in the world that's named after musical artists? Do those artists exist? Who knows? Look, maybe they were named after those artists, even though someone like Vanilla Ice didn't exist yet. Hmm... I think Vanilla Ice came around in like early 1992 or three or something, and 88 he did not he was not a thing. Oh my god! But just the sheer music references in JoJo, and there's there's gonna be more. There's gonna yes. be a shit ton more. Yes, when you run out of um tarot cards and Egyptian gods. What else is their name stands after? Oh, what about songs? You're going to start going with musical references now and have, like, actual characters not named after that stuff. So The stands become the music. It, it will be... The music of the soul! It will be ridiculous. And I am highly looking forward to watching part four. Just wait until we get to Red Hot Chili Peppers. <gasps> Oh, oh no. 
So, Ryan, what are your final thoughts on this? What about Spice uh, Girls? It's, uh, I'm very confused. And I actually have a headache. Yeah. And I don't know what it's from. Well, I'm going to blame it on JoJo. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have to watch this. Yes, you will. Recommend Do it. So much. Watch it. Because it is amazing. Oh, and one last side note. I forgot to bring up in the banter section that Food Wars, the manga, ended mm -hmm. recently. So the upcoming season in October may be the last. So No, man, we want this money train to keep rolling. Fill her up the ass. Hopefully not. Hopefully not, but we'll have to see come October. Okay. So, next week. Ooh, boy. Next whenever, because I don't, we're not going to be able to do this weekly anymore because of my new job and timings not being perfect. Mm. But when we meet again, it's going to mm. be epic. Epic. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Yes. Lots of sketch comedy, anime style. I honestly don't even remember what's coming next. I'll have to find out after this ends. Yep. I think I gave the audience enough information, maybe. Not enough information for me, because I don't remember shit. <laughs> All right, so catch you whenever. Uh, See you guys.